This week's Parsha is Parsha's Vayakhil, and that is when Moshe Rabbeinu gives over to the Klal Yisrael, to the Jewish people, all of the details about the building of the Mishkan um, and all the different parts of that of the building. Whereas in the previous Parshas we have where Hashem tells them to Moshe, now most of it is really a repetition where Moshe Rabbeinu is giving that over to the Jewish people. So that the Parsha is again centered around the building of the Mishkan, the tabernacle for Hashem. In addition to that, we read this week also a special portion of Parsha Shkolem, the mitzvah of Machsis HaShekel. Um, and that is the first of four special Torah portions that we're going to read. Um, and this one, the one which is the, the Shabbos that blesses the month of Adar, is where we read that portion from, from actually last week's Parsha about the mitzvah of giving the half shekel. There is a beautiful medrash that I would like to share that connects with all of this. And that is, the medrash tells us that there are three times when Hashem tells Moshe Rabbeinu something that Kal Yisrael should do. And Moshe Rabbeinu expresses amazement as how can we do it. The medrash says that when Hashem tells Moshe Rabbeinu the concept of bringing karbonis, of bringing sacrifices to Hashem. So Moshe is amazed and he says, if we would bring all of the sacrifices in the world, all of the animals in the world as a sacrifice to Hashem, would that be adequate? We're trying to bring Hashem karbonis. How can we ever fulfill what would be our obligation to give to Him? And Hashem says, I don't ask based on my need and my abilities but based on your ability to give. And therefore, there's a very defined amount of how many karbonis and what you should be bringing as sacrifices to Hashem. Another time is when Hashem says to make for me a mishkan, make for me a sanctuary. Make for me a sanctuary, I will rest amongst you. And Moshe Rabbeinu says, what kind of a sanctuary can we make that can hold you? After all, Hashem is greater um, than the world in entirety. Um, the heavens and all the heavens cannot really hold Hashem, who's infinite. How then can we create an abode for Hashem in this world? And again, Hashem answers with the same language and the same answer. When I'm asking, I'm not asking according to my um, limits and according to my needs. I'm asking according to your abilities. And therefore, make for me this mishkan, this exact sanctuary, a small little home but that is going to be the place where I can rest amongst you. And then another time, with regard to the mitzvah of Machatzis HaShekel. We know when it comes to giving, they have Shekel, the Pasuk says, that this they should give as an atonement for their soul. And that's the atonement for the cardinal sin of the Chet Egel, the golden calf. And Hashem says, give a half Shekel, and that will be an atonement for their soul. And again, Moshe Rabbeinu turns in amazement to Hashem, and he says, how can they give, what can we ever give that can be an atonement for something like the sin of the golden calf? And Hashem again says, He says, I'm not asking according to my abilities, my needs, I'm asking according to your needs, give a half shekel. But then the Medrash continues and says that Rabbi Meir says that when Hashem says to Moshe, give a half shekel, Hashem reached under His divine heavenly throne and took out a matbeah shal esh, a coin made out of fire. And he said, like this, this is the type of half shekel that I want you to give and this will be an atonement. That's the medrash. So, in summation, we have three times, three questions and three answers. 
Three times the Moshe asks, and really the question is very similar in all three times. Whether it was about bringing karbonis, bringing sacrifices to Hashem, and Moshe says, how many sacrifices can we bring to fill what's our obligation to you? Then we have about the Mishkan, a, a place for Hashem to live, to dwell amongst us. And Moshe says, how great of a place do we have to make in order for you to dwell? And then we have giving the half shekel as atonement. And Moshe says, how much would we have to give in order to atone? And in all three places, Hashem says, it's much smaller, it's very defined, it's not according to my needs, says Hashem, it's according to your abilities. And therefore, yes, you give X amount of karbanes, yes, you create a certain type of a mishkan, and yes, you give a half shekel. What is the deeper idea behind these three questions that Moshe Rabbeinu asks, and the fact that Hashem gives him these three answers? And perhaps the, answer, the explanation is that Moshe is talking about three different points, or three different angles in our special relationship to Hashem. Karbane sacrifices represents that, that what we do or give, so to speak, to Hashem. And so many times people ask the question, what can we really give to make Hashem happy? Um, how could it be that my little action, whatever action it is, should be something that should fill Hashem's need or desire, or should be something that should make Hashem happy? Isn't Hashem greater than that, that my little act of my mitzvah, my kindness, my Torah, whatever it is that I'm doing that's so limited and defined and finite, how could that really be enough for Hashem? And that's what the first question is. Karbanis, this that we give to Hashem, don't we have to give so much, much more than we can? And Hashem says no. Everyone should give according to their ability. We do according to your ability, according to what Hashem tells us is enough. And although it seems finite and small, that's enough to give for Him. But then there's a second question. Okay, fine. I gave what Hashem wanted of me. But then Hashem says something much greater. He says, make for me a home and I will live with you. I will dwell amongst you. And here the question becomes, how can my home contain Hashem? After all, even if question one was answered, and I understand that I give whatever I can and Hashem is happy, so He's happy. But He's in heaven. He's removed and He's happy from my small act. Question number two is so much greater. And that is, Hashem is saying He's going to move in to my home. How could my finite and limited home contain the limitless and infinite nature of Hashem? And that's why Moshe was amazed once again. And again Hashem responds and He says, Yes, you don't understand this. But I have the ability to live in your capacity. I have the ability to live in the home that you create as long as you follow the rules and the instructions that I give you of how to create that home. And when you will, though that home is quite small, quite finite, quite limited, that's a home where I can live in. And that was the second question and answer. And finally, Moshe has the greatest question of all. He says, okay, I understand that if we do mitzvahs, even though they're finite, they're limited, Hashem accepts them. I understand if we create a home the way Hashem asked us to, Hashem will dwell amongst us. But what if we sinned? Once, what happened once we broke that connection, once we broke that trust? We were dishonest. We didn't, um, we, 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 we cheated, so to speak, on Hashem. He gives us the Torah. We went away to a golden calf. We sinned, the most egregious of sins. We turned our back. We said, we're not interested. What can we ever do to come back. How can we ever atone for such a great break in that connection that we have?
even if I understand mitzvahs, even if I understand a dwelling place, what about shuva? What about kapara? What about atonement? And here again Hashem says, no, even that I give you the ability. And even that doesn't have to be so extreme and so great. The half shekel. Follow the rule, follow the instruction that I gave you in Torah, how to repent, how to do kapara. Zayitnu, and here you'll have kapara, here you'll have atonement as well. But here in this last question is where Hashem adds one piece. In the first two, that was the end of the answer. Right? How can, uh, how can, how can my, how could my karbanas be enough? You know, I'm asking according to your ability, not mine. How could I, how could uh, Hashem dwell in our house? Make the house according to your ability. When it comes to the third question about kaifer nafshi, about kapara, about atonement, here Rabbi Meir adds that Hashem takes a fiery coin out from under his heavenly throne and says, this is the coin with which you'll get atonement. The fire from under the heavenly throne. That's the fire that's deep within our neshama. We know every neshama of ours, every godly soul is taken exactly from under the heavenly throne. It's written that the neshama is the souls are chatzuvos, are carved, mitachas kisei covid from under the heavenly throne. And because within each and every one of us, no matter how we behaved and acted, no matter if we expressed it or not, there is hidden a part of that piece of Hashem from under His heavenly throne, a fire, just like fire always gravitates upward and looks for its source and tries to go upward. There is that neshama within us, whether we feel it or not. And Hashem says, that's where kapara, that's where atonement comes from. It's not how much we do, and it's not how much we give. It's about awakening that desire and that feeling and that burning desire to be part of who we are, to be part of Hashem. And by connecting to that, and by revealing that, then we do a small act, an act of giving a half shekel, but that becomes koifer nafshi, that becomes the full atonement as well. And that was the third and final answer that Hashem gave to Moshe Rabbeinu in this beautiful Medrash, telling us that in every situation, whether it's in mitzvahs, whether it's in having Hashem dwell in us, and even when it comes to atoning, we have that atonement, we always have that ability, and especially when we're talking about atonement, the ability starts from connecting to our neshama, to that part of fire within us that comes directly from Hashem. Have a wonderful Shabbos.